Kevin Thomas here alongside John Epps. John, I am so excited for high school football season. And they are full. You know what, man? I was telling you last night, I was like, man, I can't wait to see, like, full stands, full crowds. Like, I'm ready for concession stands to have, like, legit options again. (laughs) I mean, there's so much stuff that I'm excited for here. Get you guys tuned in. I'm going to get our get our suite going out here, make sure everybody can see that we are live and hopefully tuning in and, and checking us out here as we get ready for some high school football. So, John, we've got a big week planned for everybody. I, I, showed, I showed it on our page earlier, which is we've got tonight our 1A, 2A, 3A previews. Tomorrow night, 4A, 5A previews. And then Tuesday night, we've got a week zero preview, something new we're going to be working on this year, doing some weekly preview shows for us. Already got, already got some view, uh, viewers here, Haley Freeman, Brian McDougall, Eric Creek said, welcome back, fellas. Appreciate you, Eric. Good to see you, man. And we're excited to have this season rolling here. John, you know, people who are new to the show, follow us here on Facebook, obviously. Obviously, follow us on Twitter at Movement Change, M-O-V-I-N-T-H-A-I-N-S. You see it under John's name. Follow us on Instagram. It's the same handle. Um, we're also going to have the show on YouTube and, and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff as well. So we'll have it. Pictures on Instagram. That's right, man. We've got, we've got the show wherever social media and things can be placed. We're going to be there for you guys to, to check it out and, and, and see it there. So I do want to give a uh, quick 1A preview here, John, and, and we'll go through it here. I'll tell you what, we're kind of basing this off of the high school sports report rankings that we're going to go through. You know, I usually do the prep poll, but that ain't out yet. Um, I will go ahead and tell you guys now, a lot of these rankings I don't agree with. I'm sure John's the same way. You'll hear us kind of, you know, go at it a little bit here. But the sports report is one that, you know, I don't know how legit they are. Um, there's been some reasons I think that. If you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it offline, but we'll get into that later. But let's go into our, our, our 1A preview here, John. I'm going to start by running down the top 10 from the sports report to you guys to see if you have not seen it. Coming in at number 10, kind of a surprise here, Lamar. Number 9, Baptist Hill. Number 8, McCormick. Number 7, Louisville. Number 6, Johnsonville. Number 5, Bamberg Earhart. Number 4, Blackville Hilda. Number 3, Whale Branch. Number 2, Lakeview. And number 1, Southside Christian. Last year in 1A, Southside Christian dropped down from 2A to 1A, won the state championship over Lakeview, and, and beat them very handily, honestly, John, in, in that game Rushed there. Um, you know, any first thoughts on, on 1A here? I've got some stats on some of these teams, but I'm just, you know, what are your thoughts on hearing that poll there, and just what do you think of what we're looking for this season here in 1A? You know, 1A is, they're so special. They're, they're different than really every other class. Um, there's just not many schools. Yep. There's a total of, I think it's right at 40 schools in 1A. So if you're in the top 10, I'm sure you're top 10 top percent, which is great, but that's not, the top 10 in 1A is a lot different than the top 10 in statewide in 1A. But, you know, one thing that I find odd, I'm looking at the, the bracket from last year, the playoff bracket, and there's a couple teams that, like your sports report, has in the top 10, didn't even make the playoff bracket. Uh, yeah. Louisville is one that I got here. They did not make the playoff bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one team that we really, I, I've had a really good following this year is C.A. Duncan. Yep, um, yep. Got a new coach as well this year. I know those guys will be there. Perennial basketball power. They had a great season last year. Uh, they had to get lined up with Southside in the first round of the playoffs, so they lost that game. But C.A. Duncan really was impressive last year. Kind of surprising. They're not in the top ten. Yeah, that's one. I'll tell you, you know, looking – I'm just going to start at the top here, Southside Christian. That team undefeated last year, 9-0. and They've got their quarterback back through Corey Martin. You've got the Goldsmith kid at running back, Harris at receiver. 
Um, you know, that team is going to be tough to beat again, John. You know, it's and, and honestly, not even football-related. They won just about everything in 1A last year. I think they won, um, you know, several state championships. So it's not just a football thing for those guys. But they returned 12 starters, 7 offense, 5 defense, including the full linebacker core of Ashton, Sherman, and Woodfield. Hood at safety. That team is going to be really good again. Um, you know, the second team we see, Lakeview, the team they played last year, they lost a good bit. Uh, they do have their quarterback, DJ Bethay, back. Good player there. It's going to be kind of a playmaker for them. The linebacker, Norton, runs the show on that side of the ball. But really, they're going to be young. Their numbers are kind of down. They don't have as much depth as previously. Obviously, that can be a problem. You see it a lot of 1A schools, right? These guys played both, way, played both ways. But they've got a few less than what they usually have. But, you know, we'll see a lot about them in, in week zero. They've got a matchup against your favorite offense, the, tur- the turtle offense, uh, yeah. in Ainer in week zero. So Lakeview will show us a lot there right off uh, right off the bat to, to kind of see what they've got. Another team, you know, we talked about Johnsonville. I just saw right before we went live on the show here is that they've got their week zero game postponed due to COVID. So they're in the protocols now. So we've seen more and more of that. But that's a team there that I think is going to be going to make a move this year. Their quarterback, the sophomore, Malik Shippey, he played last year as a freshman. Really good player there. You got, you've got Daquan Burroughs as well as a playmaker. That's a team that can make some noise there. Um, another team that we see coming in at number 10, Lamar. That's something you usually don't see in 1A, John. No, and, you know, Lamar, they got outed by Southside in the playoffs last year. But they gave Southside mm-hmm. a better fight than anybody in, in the entire state did, you know, as far as 1A goes. They lost that game 17-6. But, you know, 11-point game, that's a ball game. Yeah. That's a ball yep. game. When Southside met Lakeview in the state championship, forty six to six, that's not a ball game. No. Uh, so how Lamar is pissed. How Lamar is ever pissed. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah, we, we were talking off air. We've seen that Lamar struggle a little bit in the preseason with these jambers and scrimmages. But you know, a lot of that and we've talked about this too, is that you just some teams play jamborees different than others. You know, some teams are they want to make a statement, they want to play their starters, you know, full quarters or full half or whatever to make a statement, you know, say, Hey, we're here, we're a new team. Some teams that have been there before that know what they've got, they may play their starters one one series, two series. So it's hard, hard to put too much stock into that, but I did see they lost to a, a Stevens school a few weeks ago, but that doesn't you know mean too much there. But they've got the quarterback, McManus, back. They've got Anderson at running back. They've got some playmakers there for Chad Wilkes, but that 10 spot is something you usually don't see out of, out of a Lamar team. But uh, a couple other teams that I've got some notes on here, um, one of them is Blackfield Hilda. They've got Adder, Adderberg or, uh, Adderbury at quarterback, Buckhunt at running back. That team at four there is sneaky good. You know, they're always a good program there. They can make some noise. A team that I want to talk about that's not in the top ten, that you, you remember, you'll remember these guys a couple years ago had a big run, Rich Spring Mineta. You know, they played for State two years ago. They played Green Sea Floyd there in, uh, uh, I guess it was Columbia or wherever the hell they played. Lost to Green Sea Floyd. But they had a, a, a team that year that had a sophomore quarterback, Lee Park. He's still there. This is his senior year. So they've got some talent there with him. They got Brooks playing with a running back, running running back, running back, Kirkwood running back. You know, this is a team that's got some experience. They've got some playoff experience. They can make some noise here, I think, in one A, even though they come in outside of the top ten here in preseason. Yeah, and that's a team. You know, two years ago they, they had a great season. Mm-hmm. Last year they missed the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not sure what happened last year. And of course, last year was really a crapshoot. Yeah. Yep. Hey, how many games do you get to play? <laughs> and exactly. with the with the smaller brackets schedule, too. Yeah. Smaller brackets and. You know, smaller schedule, you got more propensity for ties. And, boy, the juicy tiebreakers that we had to navigate yes. last year were pretty incredible. Now, here, one more school that I want to add in 
And I don't know where in the top ten they were. They have to be in the top ten because they always are. Sandberg is. They are. They came in at number five. Um, yeah, I don't know a ton about them. I know they got the bias kid as a pretty good athlete for them. Don't know a ton about them. Um, but the only notes that I had, a team I just mentioned, no greasy Floyd in the top ten. A team that, you know, competed and won state champions. They won what, two in a row, I believe, before last year. I know they lost their coach. They lost the running back, the Dixon kid. But not even in the top ten. That's kind of surprising there. And that's um, another team that beat Damon down the playoffs last year as well. Yeah. Another team I think can be sneaky good is McCormick. You know, the, the running back Durant at Duke. His younger brother is at McCormick now. Big-time playmaker there for them. They've got the key kid also at running back. McCormick is going to be a team to watch out for. Um, we got a couple comments here. Curtis Stowe is with Carver's Bay. Things go out for. Carver's Bay always good. And, and speaking of, of them, I mentioned Johnsonville had to go into the COVID protocol. They were scheduled to play Marion. Marion is now playing Carver's Bay week zero. So we'll find out a little bit about Carver's Bay here uh, in next that round be as well. That will be a really good game. And Marion had a great season. They'll they did. They'll be 2A here in a little bit. So that will be a very good test, I think, for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Another comment from uh, Mark Cairo Foley said, he said, welcome back, guys. Appreciate it, my man. He said, Wagner, Sally, War Eagles, looking forward yeah. to a good season. You know, they've been a powerhouse the last couple of years. And they lost the, the star, Wittenberg, I believe he graduated. But they've always got some talent there. John, let's, I know this is way too early predictions here. But 1A, who do you think can make a move? You know, who's a sleeper? Who do you pick to win the whole thing? I mean, I know it's hard to go against Southside, looking at what they're bringing back and what they've done in the, their first couple of years there. But who, who do you like here in, in 1A this year? Yeah, I think it's going to be Southside until they get beat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that they were a 2A school and they, they've dropped down. But there's a, I, I've seen Southside play a couple times over the last few years. You can tell that they've got a well-put-together program. It's not just, hey, we got two <coughs> or three guys that are just stellar athletes. Yeah. They play as a really good team. They play smart. They're well-coached. Um, until they get knocked off, I can't go against Southside. But the one team that I think can knock them off is Lamar. Yeah. And what I think would be interesting here is, you know, two weeks from now, it works as 1A. Lamar's coming to Walker State. Correct. Yeah, I think they play in this conference just for football. And in other O-sports, they're in other conferences. It's crazy how now, it works out. With the way the regions work out, man, if it comes down to playoff time and say Lamar and Southside meet each other again, mm-hmm. and Lamar had to come up to Greenville last year, if Southside has to go all the way down to Lamar, that's a long ride. Yes. That, that, that is a situation where home field can be a big advantage. Yes. For Lamar. Yes. And that, that could be the difference between who wins that game. And I agree. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's tough to pick against Southside. Um, you know, looking at the poll as a whole, I mean, honestly, I think Lake EXP is probably too high. Looking at what they lost and their depth and these numbers this year, I don't think they're probably. I don't think they're the second best team in one A this year. Um, I guess we will see how it all plays out. I, I, I really like Good Spring Minetta. I like what they're bringing back. That experience they've got. But you know, I think Johnsonville's a team to look out for. I think obviously I'll always Wexler and Vandover always good. But I think, like you mentioned, John, I think Southside is going to be the team, a team you got you got to factor on, a team you got to you got to put your money on until somebody knocks them off. So that's my that's my one eight pick as well with you. But guys, get in here, let you know what your thoughts are. Mark Carroll Forty said he likes Southside winning again, but he really thinks Bamberg can return and make a move. Yeah, Bamberg, like I you said, that. always good, man. It's it's hard to, to hard to to bet against those guys with with what they've done and. You know, we, we know what their pedigree is, so they're always a favorite as well. So that kind of wraps up our 1A preview, John. You know, before we go into 2A, I do want to give a quick shout-out to uh, to our sponsors, our main one here. You guys have seen them for three years now with us, uh, Glenn Mutt, Coach of the Georgia Agency, Bradley, Richard, Wayne, and the crew. 
need insurance, whether it's life, health, any of that, they can help you out. Or if you own a small business, talk to them as well at realestateagency.net. You know, they're not going to charge you anything. It's really just they can help you get your insurance at a lower price so you won't, you know, you don't owe them any extra. So give us, give us those guys a call. Also got some new sponsors in the works. We'll uh, break, break them out for you guys next week. If you want to sponsor the show, feel free to let us know. Love to, to have some more sponsors on board with us. Um, love to shout you out however we could on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. We want to give those guys a quick shout out there before we move into our QA preview, John. QA is a is one that you know I've got less notes on them than the, than the other subscriptions. I don't know why that worked out, but I'm going to give a, a quick run through the QA HSSR um, rankings as well. Starting at number ten. A fan favorite here, Saluda. They always have a lot of followers. Oh, yeah. uh, Saluda's always big there. Number nine, Silver Bluff. Number eight, Christ Church. Number seven, always in the top ten, Bronwell. Number six, Sherrod. Number five, Andrews. Number four, North Central. Number three, Chesney. Number two, Great Collegiate. Number one, Abbeville. Defending champion, Abbeville. They beat Marion last year. That was a game, if you remember, John, and, and people watching at home, that had to get postponed because of COVID. Which is a very hot topic there. I know they had said they weren't going to move games back in the playoffs, and they did. Uh, that was kind of iffy how that worked out. But anyway, Abbeville comes in at one again after being the defending state champ. I mean, what do you say, John? It's Abbeville's a lose again, right? You know, that's uh, that's the easy answer. But there's a lot of really good teams in QA. You know, Marion had such a good season last year, coming back to the other state. But then Smith in the other state. How much fun was it to follow Newberry and Saluda? Yep. Um, that was an awesome region. It seemed like uh, all those were had Newberry, a, Saluda, and one Batesburg, Leesville. Batesburg, Leesville. Yep. They were all very, very good. Um, I would say Newberry actually got kicked out sometime in the playoffs last year. It was just just one way. Like the other team, then go against Abbeville. They mm-hmm. didn't get the chance. But um, I think QAC, it's, it's Abbeville to lose for sure. But there's a lot of teams with some really good wrestling trouble. If they if they step up, you know, a Batesburg, Leesville, a Newberry, and also how about Great Collegiate? Mm-hmm. Great Collegiate was a team, at least for me, kind of came out of nowhere last year. Yep. Um, yep. They were very, very good last year, and they gave Abbeville a tough uh, a tough fight in the Atlantic State Championship. They lost that game twenty eight to ten, but um, I think Great Collegiate is a team, probably for me, the number two team. That could challenge Abbeville, at least in the Western State. Yeah, you know, Abbeville, they're going to be tough. They return Rayford at quarterback. Lomax playing some defense there. Harrison. Um, they've had some good scrimmage performances. I know they've beaten some bigger schools like Westside and South Point out of North Carolina um, recently here in Danbury. That offense is tough. I mean, they just run it down your throat. They play smash mouth all day long. Abbeville is going to be tough again. Great Collegiate, you mentioned John, ranked second in the poll here. May have my favorite player in the state. That's running back KZ Adams. Back for another year. This guy put up huge numbers last year, John. You know, se- you know, several three hundred plus yard rushing games, two hundred plus yard rushing games. Plays defense too. Great player. There. I think he's a Georgia State commit. The quarterback Trey Robinson, really good player there. He did get injured in the scrimmage on Friday, so they're kind of waiting to see what the news is on him. I know he's out of the hospital. They're worried about some brain and neck stuff, but he ended up being okay. But I don't know if he'll be playing week zero or not. We didn't hear back on that, but. He's ready to go. Um, another sneaky team this year, John, could be Andrews. They only return seven starters. They've got some playmakers like Cannon, McCreary. Uh, you know, Vaughn was always tough. Standing for a quarterback, tender, a wide receiver. 
I think Saluda is a sneaky good team this year. People are not, you know, kind of sleeping on Saluda. They're sitting there at tenth in the poll. Their quarterback Davis, running back Baker, are good players there. You know, John, what do you think about two A besides the teams that we mentioned so far? Anything jumping out at you out of the poll? Um, not the poll. Well, the poll, yes. And and what we saw last year, we played well. And I think with even if you want to write off two A and say, ah, Abby Burke's going to win, well, I don't know if they were thinking through it. I tell you, Region Three mm-hmm. alone in two A is worth watching. You've got basically Leesville, Baker Regis, Newberry, and Saluda in that region. I mean, that region is going to be highly, highly yeah. competitive and, and a really, really good game to see that season. Two uh, A, that's going to be a region to watch. And really, the team that wins that region could have the best chance. Whether it's Gray or Saluda mm-hmm. or Newberry, could have the best shot at winning that region. Yeah, a couple of notes that I had from looking at the poll. One is a team that's always there. We don't see him this year. Wade Hampton, not in the top ten. That's kind of surprising me there. Um, another one, we mentioned our runner-up last year, Marion, the Swamp Rockies. They're not in the top ten. They lost a lot. Lost the Crawford kid, the Sanders kid. They got a new coach as well. Uh, Randall Slate went to King Street. Brian Hennessy, the OC, stepped up as the head coach. Still an odd story there, John. I don't have the full story, but it's, it's something weird happened there. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't sound right, but, but anyway, uh, the third-ranked team, Chesney, that's a team that, you know, they lost a lot last year. They're putting up, I think, 30 points a game, had a good offense. They lost a good bit. They're still going to run the ball a lot, but I don't know if they've got the firepower. They may be a little bit overranked there, overhyped there. You know, I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction first for 2A, John. I think Abbeville, I think Abbeville wins. I mean, it's, I know it's a broken record every year. Abbeville's going to be there, but I think that's who wins 2A this year. I I can't go against that. I, I want to pick Gray really bad, mm-hmm. but I, I can't go against Abbeville. Um, a couple things I want to point out, maybe some of the, the newer teams in 7th Sports too. You know, there's some names here at 2A that I expect to see in the top 10, mm-hmm. and I expect to see in the major polls that I don't see. The one that jumps out first to me, Silver Bluff. They're, what, what they're, they're, well, they're at 9. They're, they're at nine. 9. Okay. Uh, and that's actually, I want to make a comment here from Mark Pettel. Chloe said Silver Bluff will make a uh, – it's been shocking everybody this year. He's got Silver Bluff versus Gray in the state title. Okay. So that would okay. be some news I there. can see that. Yep, yep. But Silver anyway, Bluff yeah. used to be dominant. And, mm-hmm. and also, you know, I know this season in Abbeville is a little different. It used to be a powerhouse as well. 96. We never hear anything from 96 lately. Yeah. The Scott Confidat program, uh, I don't know what they've got going on, mm-hmm. uh, but I'd like to see that 96 program turn around this year. I agree. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to kind of wrap up 2A because I just don't have any notes on them, John. Do you have anything else that you want to mention there on the 2A preview? No, I think um, I think the upper state as a whole will be fun to watch. There's some really good teams. Um, Andrew Jackson, a team that played mm-hmm. uh, really well last year. That was a very competitive division. You had Andrew Jackson, Sherrall, uh, and North Central all had pretty good seasons last year. That will be a fun region to watch in the upper state too. Yep. It'll be good football. It'll be good football. It is. We're going to a couple viewers here. We've got Mark Pettelow, Corley, Curtis, Staley, David Smith, Eric Preach, Jeffrey Cannon in here. Appreciate you guys. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching, like the video, share the video, tell your friends. Love to get some more viewers and some more some more comments going here. And uh, before we get into 3A, John, I wanted to kind of touch on a couple things here with, for, the, for the crowd. A few new things that we're going to be doing this year. You know, one that we mentioned is we're going to start doing these weekly preview shows. We're going to shoot for Tuesday nights to put these out. Um, you know, maybe the top five, top ten games in the state, whatever it is, something like that, we're going to try to preview each week. And along with that, uh, this is one of John's ideas, and probably he'll work on a, a weekly pick on contest for you guys. So we're still trying to figure out the, the best way to get that 
get that worked out if we're going to have to have you guys comment on a, on a post or either email them in or what. But we're working on getting that set up for you and hopefully have it ready by Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So, And if you got any ideas, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, be sure to tune in for that. But the weekly tip and the surprise is going to be really cool there. Um, we're also going to start doing a, a kind of a weekend podcast wrap-up, something that's not, you know, 11 o'clock on Friday night, maybe it's Saturday or Sunday, whatever, but a little more of a, just more of a breakdown and not only scores of some of the games that we saw and, and things like that. That may be a podcast-only version, maybe a, you know, a video-only, whatever, we're going to work on that as well. And then we've also got some new content from some new um, new reporters on the team. Uh, we've got a friend of ours who's going to help us out, do some recruiting stuff for us, along with some other stuff, so he'll be bringing some new content weekly as well. You guys are going to love it. He's, he's really knowledgeable about the state of South Carolina, play high school football here, he's from here. So uh, we'll get you guys that content coming out each week as well. So a lot of cool things coming in. But, John, let's hop in to this 3A preview now. You know, 3A, we say it year in, year out, always one of the funnest uh, and most competitive divisions and classifications that we see here in, in the SEHFL. 3A, John, let's run through this, through this top ten. Number 10, Palmetto. Number 9, Hanahan. Number 8, Wren. Number 7, Clinton. Number 6, Camden. Number 5, Gilbert. Number 4, Chapman. Number 3, Oceanside Collegiate. Number 2, Dillon. And number 1, Daniel. Last year in their first year in 3A, dropping down from 4A, we saw Daniel defeat Camden for the state championship. They're ranked number 1 again, John. First look at the poll. Give me some thoughts. Daniel is, if I had to bet, Who's the best team in their class? Is it Bestwood, Mercado, Abbeville, and Crew? You know, Southside and Dillon. I, I would probably be more confident. Sutton Fort for sure. Mm-hmm. But after that, probably Daniel would be the best team in their class. Yeah. And the reason I say that, they were so good last year. Mm-hmm. And all of their guys, it seemed like, I, I watched, actually went to go to a Daniel game. <coughs> but COVID, but got to watch two of their games. Uh, it seemed like everybody on their team was a playmaker. Because they're 10th grade. Yeah, yeah. They return a lot. Um, you know, it's always big when you get your quarterback back. And so we got to pick Trent Spearman is back again. Um, you know, a name that you'll recognize is that he lost him. Shaq lost his little brother. He's back in the DN spot. A, a kid that I really like from him, John, getting some looks now. He's a 6'4 DB. That's Gabe Smith. I mean, you got a kid that big on defense that can line up against the other team's best receiver. I mean, he can shut down a, a half of the field for him. That's big there. We got Chris Edge at running back. They've got a good O line. Um, the receivers there—they still got Eli Murph. They've got Brown Wallace. They've got Spasenia all back. So, like you said, all the weapons are back for a Daniel team that didn't play many close games last year. You know, they were undefeated and they beat everybody pretty handily. It seemed like uh, in the games that they played. Number two, a team that we talk about a lot, a team that we see every year at number two, or, or sorry, in the top five is Dillon. They've got a new head coach, first time in. What, 30 years probably? Yeah, um, are, yeah. You know, Kelvin Roller re- replacing the great Jackie Hayes, who retired. You know, they think that they're going to keep rolling. You know, he's been in the program for a while, Roller has, so it's not some new outside guy. They've got a quarterback, Jack Grider, Grider in year two in the system. They've got a running back, Nemo Squire. This kid's been playing for three, four years now. Um, you know, one, uh, one of the best backs in the state all around probably. Nigel George is an athlete there for them. They've got a young offensive line, which is a little bit worrisome. Um, they've got to kind of grow up some. But, I mean, we know Dylan. they're always going to be there at the end. Uh, that defense, Nasty Cats are always there. They're going to make some noise, I'm sure, again this year, no matter who the coach is. Yeah, and, you know, they they have earned the right to be mm-hmm. number two. And, you know, with high school rankings, it really doesn't mean anything. It's cool to talk about, but it really doesn't mean anything. 
especially they in deer season, like nobody, you don't know what's coming. Um, but they've they've earned that number two. They would not be my number two. Right. Um, right. I don't know if they would be my number two in in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, that game against Gilbert last week in the playoffs really kind of um, not turned me off of Dylan, but it's it's not the Dylan. You don't you don't expect to see that. Yeah. You don't expect to see that at all. Yeah. They got dominated. Yeah, they did. They got dominated by Gilbert, and that was the Gilbert team. They turned right back around the next week, and they got absolutely blown out in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilbert, very good team. Nothing yeah. against Gilbert, but that that game last year against Dylan, I was like, mm, okay, maybe this is the end of the run for Coach Williams. Yeah, you know, I've got some more things here. I got some notes on uh, one is Oceanside Collegiate Center number three. They've got a really good offensive line, a good quarterback Colby Shirley transferred in from Somerville. Uh, where he used to play for the current Oceanside head coach, Joe Paul, when he was Somerville. So this is a team, though, John, we're going to find out a lot in week one. They are playing at Johnson Haygood Stadium against Goose Creek. Sorry, not week one, week zero. So next Friday night, we'll learn a lot about those teams. This is the the first matchup between the two schools there, Goose Creek, Oceanside Collegiate. That's going to be a playoff-type atmosphere week zero there. Week Absolutely, one. and that's going to be awesome to play in Johnson Haygood. It'll be mm-hmm. so cool that Oceanside gets to do that. Uh, and remember, last year mm-hmm. – Camden in the second round of playoffs was supposed to go down to Charleston and play Oceanside in the second round of playoffs. Yep. COVID did not allow that to happen. Camden was benched without having to play that game. Had they gotten to play that game, who knows what yeah. would have happened. Um, and who knows what would have happened with the with the rest of the playoffs. It could have been Oceanside that's going into the state championship. And, I mean, that's a game that a lot of people yeah. would be very interested in. Yeah, a couple more teams here I've got. One that, you know, has been a player in 3A West lately is Chapman. They're sitting there at number four, a little bit lower than what you usually see them in 3A in the last four or five years. The quarterback, the settle kid is back. John, they return, return all five offensive linemen. you got to love that. That's always always a big thing there. you got McClurkin, Waddle, and Glass at receiver. They did lose a lot on defense, so that's going to be you know kind of interesting to see what Coach Harry's cabinets and those guys can do there, and especially on defense. They do have Mel- Melton and Goro. They're looking at those guys to leave a little bit, but – Chapman, is, you know, you know, here in the Upper State, they're going to be a player at the end for sure in three West. And I think, I think, I'm glad you bring up Chapman because they're a team, and I, I have favored them a lot the last few years. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget, you know, Bruce Cavanaugh's his second year yeah. with the program. First full off season, I guess if you want to say that. Exactly. The COVID stuff. Yeah. Last year, I, you know, I am not jealous of the Eno kids at any level, mm-hmm. um, high school, college, that had to deal with all the COVID protocols and just. I, I can't imagine how much effort and energy it took them to make sure they were doing everything the way you needed to do it from a safety perspective. The spacing out and everything, and the it, individual it's drills. Still, yeah. It's still that way now, but not as much. And now you can really get that off-season workout program or whatever it is that you need to prepare for that season. So it'll be interesting to see how much, I'm not going to say improved, but how much more comfortable and fluid um, that football team is. And, you know, Chapman, they still had issues. They beat. They did. They got they did. knocked out by Daniel in the playoffs. I think that broke their twenty-two game winning streak or something like that. But I mean, they had. And it was a close. It was a it was a forty-nine thirty-five game, which I mean, that high-scoring game was two score game. Yeah. That's a close game. I, I think Chapman's going to be a big-time problem yeah. for anyone that they play. And one thing that I do want to touch on as well, and I hope that I can wind my radar a little bit, is Brent. Yeah. Brent yeah. is very very good. They were very good last year. The only branch Brent had any hopes of going last year was losing to Daniel Swanson. Yeah, and no shame in that. Obviously, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah and, you know that first game. I got my notes here. I, I watched that first the regular season game mm-hmm. where Daniel won thirty to two, and you go thirty to two. I'm thinking they they couldn't get that. 
in, yeah, but it was a 14-3 game at halftime. Glenn, they're not as good as Daniel, but they they certainly belong on the same tier. Mm-hmm. And you get a couple great stats your way, you get a couple turnovers, a team like Glenn could really make a run. Well, that's a team that's got a lot of players. They've got uh, a DB, Trayvon West, who's a West Virginia uh, lean right now. He's got all from where Josh Nolan's from. They've got Nick Morgan, uh, Nick Morgan, an All-State guy. He's a four-year starter, John, playing DB linebacker, a number for those guys. Reyes, the playmaker on the offensive side. They do have a new quarterback. Trey Horn transferred in from C.L. Hanna to Wren. It'll be interesting to see how much uh, of an adjustment period he has going from kind of that triple triple uh, option wing T offense that you see at CL Hanna, a little bit more of a spread it out deal here at Wren. So we'll see how that goes. Another guy I want to mention, John, you remember this name from a couple years ago at Daniel, is Sean Williams, Big Toot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Mom is a big fan of our show. Hope uh, Denise is doing well. I'm still tuning in. He's over at Wren now for his senior season. Okay. This is a this is a team, John. We're gonna find out a lot about in the first two weeks. They play some really big out of conference games. Week zero, big bad Dutch Fork coming to town. All right, that's not bad enough. Week one, TL Hanna coming to town. Right. So you're gonna play the Class Five A champion and runner up in the first week of the season, the Three A school. I don't know how Ren made this schedule work, but like hats off to them. Like that, that's it. awesome. That's I awesome. love it. And you know what better way to figure out hey what do we need to work on? Yeah. Than playing. The best team in the state. Yep. And then you could talk to people at Hannah, and they would probably say, "Hey, we're the number two. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the thing about high school too that I think people forget a lot of times that it doesn't really matter what you do outside of your region. No. You know, you could go zero and six or zero and four, whatever your region size is. You know, outside of your region, win all your region games enough about five hundred, you'll be a one seed in the playoffs. I mean, that why not schedule some of these big schools? So hats off to Ren for that. I do want to make a note here about uh, a team that you talk about a lot, John, is Camden. And this is a team that we've seen make some, some big strides under Coach uh, Wimp the last several years. They did lose Willis Lane, the big running back. <clears throat> I know that you've got some insight on them, saying they're going to a little bit more of a passing offense this year. Is that right? Yeah, so the the quarterback that they had last year, and unfortunately with, with Willis Lane, it, it favors running the ball. Mm-hmm. Running the ball as much as you could. Um, time and ditch. And they did it. Yep. They did it exceptionally well. Ask Burns. Yeah. They went up to Burns, went up to Nixon Field, beat Burns. Quarterback they've got this year that's going to be playing is more talented at throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. So they're going to spread it out. And this year, they're playing on throwing the ball. Yeah, they're and, and that's so, the mark of a good coach. I mean, adjusting to your talent. You know, especially at the high school level where you don't recruit guys necessarily, you're not supposed to recruit guys necessarily. You can't really help what comes in. You know, if you if you've got a more run centric team, you've got to adjust to that. That's what the ninth and tenth graders are coming up are doing, and you got to take it. So and I, hats it, off. It sounds great on paper how well it's executed and all the thing, but you know, looking at the the state championship game between Hannah and Daniel, it was two very good teams. Yeah. But the one thing I didn't think Daniel was the better team, but the, what really separated Daniel from Hannah was they were able to throw the ball. Yeah, they, they had the big the play. They had the big play several field. times. Yeah, and that's something we, we see a lot. And we were talking about this the other day too. That you know you see a lot more high schools spreading it out a little bit, but for the most part, a lot of high schools are still running the football more than throwing. So if you've got a quarterback or you've got a wide receiver for or at least one wide receiver, yeah, that can go downfield. That's a real problem playing other schools because. Not very many kids do that. 
Yeah, I've got a comment here from the Cody Brigham. Uh, Brigham says that he thinks Cameron makes it back to state this year. So that makes me see there. Uh, Mark Cairo Cole says Sean Thurman turning a lot of heads as well, but he thinks that Cameron will be too, be too much to be dethroned. One more team I do want to make a mention about here is Clinton. You know, this is a team that, you know, they've had some good good seasons here in the past. They've been kind of down the last maybe five, ten years, something like that. They, you know, they used to be a powerhouse. They're going to throw it around. They're going to be a sneaky team, I think, this year. They come in at seven in the preseason rankings, but I think they're going to have a good year. A couple of notes I had off for the poll as well, John. A couple of teams you don't see that you usually do see in 3A, no Chester, no Union County in the top ten. And I'm glad you say that because if you look at rivals, the best player in 3A is Van Dunham out of Chester. Yeah. This is a um, rated three-star athlete, but he's gotten off to some boasters. Mm-hmm. This is a very They're on the up and attractive program to play for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he's gotten off of uh, the Gamecocks. Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and Tennessee. When you've got a player like that on your side, he's probably, in just about every game, he's probably going to be the most fun to play on the field. Yeah. And you've yeah. got someone like that, in my opinion, for a team like Chester that's as good as they've been last few years, and then you add in that assist, that weapon too, you're in every ball game as well. Yeah, you know, I mentioned Chester Union County. They actually play Eaton Zero next week, so we'll find out a lot about both of those teams here uh, as, as soon as next week. And, you know, that's something that I hope that we're not seeing too many changes. I know we're seeing a lot of COVID cancellations going around, so hoping that hopefully we won't see any more of those. We'll see. I'm sure we will. Um, I know we've seen, John, something that we've talked about all off there is that some of these regions are changing their schedule to get these region games in early. Some aren't. That's been a big mess. Uh, I know a couple of them in 4 and 5A are voting tomorrow on what they're going to do, which is crazy because the week zero is literally next Friday. Right. But, I mean, we're still kind of up in there with some of that stuff. And that's part of the problem is that we're just not seeing the high school league set – a mandate or a standard for everybody, which it's you would crazy. like to see. It's yeah. like we've seen it before at other levels, like the NCAA. <laughs> Just, it's crazy yeah. that the governing bodies they're they're struggling to get this uh, lined up. But one thing I was very impressed about last year, and hopefully, um, if it happens again with that cancellation, there were a number of schools that did an excellent job of saying, "Hey, that's fine. If they can't play, hey, you guys can play." Yeah, let's schedule it last minute. Yep. Out. Yep. Which There's some schools that were not as eager to play some schools. That's true. Which was we saw some schools fun. running for we here, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hopefully as a backup plan, if, if we do get to that. Because I know Daniel, right now they've only got eight games on their schedule. Yep. So I know Daniel's probably – I saw, I believe, uh, I think I want to say I saw they just added somebody. I can't remember who it is. I have to go through my, my notes, but it's still a very exciting – But yeah, I just think when you're a team like Daniel, too, and you're as good as you are, you want to play as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and it'll be interesting, you know, let's – Play, you know, the crystal ball here for a minute. If Daniel's got this game scheduled, they're playing five region games. So uh, are they getting like you know maybe two bye weeks? Yeah. Non region, and yep. that that is if you're Daniel, you know that's a mm, hey, we're good. Maybe we don't want to schedule anybody. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's play a couple games, take the week off, and then roll into region. Yeah. Extremely fresh, mm-hmm. most likely healthy, or yep. better chance of being healthy rolling into region play, but. Obviously, that matters more than anything else. Yeah. So, it, interesting to see how that works out. But I think just going off of how Daniel has run their program the last few years, I think they're going to find a way to win this game. I agree. We'll shout out a few more viewers here. Uh, Kyle, Brian, uh, Scott, Michael, J-Law, Patrick Black. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, if you haven't liked the video, share the video. Like our Facebook page so you will know when we, when we go live and when we post things each week. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Move and Change, M-O-V-I-N-T-H-A-I-N-S. 
You know, John, that WrestleFact 3A preview, who do you think wins it all? Maybe who's a sleeper or a dark horse you like this year? I'll go ahead and go. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel since Daniels is what they're bringing back. I think they've got to be the favorite, and that's obviously they earn that number one spot there. I do think a team like Oceanside can be sneaky good. You know, and, and like we mentioned a minute ago, not reaching game called count, playing Goose Creek Sweet Zero. Why not? Let's see what happens. I think Oceanside can make some noise as well um, in, in 3A this year. I like, I think that's going to be their sleeper in 3A. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Daniels over Oceanside. Um, outside of that, I think you, and, and, and it's so hard to tell what team it's going to be. Yeah. Because it's really completely yeah. deep in the offense. Um, I don't know who is going to be the big time player to, to go up against Oceanside this year. It could be Tanner. It could be Jenner. It could be Annie. Who knows? Yeah, and Clinic did it last year from uh, Lawrenceville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the upper states, I'm gonna say I, I talked a lot about Rand. I think Rand's gonna be really good, mm-hmm. but I think the team that James goes to Jay Island closest in the playoff round is gonna be Chapman. I yep. think Chapman's gonna give them a bigger fight than anybody up in North Fort. But I'm very excited to follow Chester this year mm-hmm. and see how they do. They're, they've always been in the conversation the last few years. They're they're the rotation team that you definitely want to watch out for. They do, they do. Uh, 3A is, like we say, always one of our funnest classifications to, to watch and to, to, to root to. So there's always, there's so much parity. You know, we've seen some teams drop down lately, like a Daniel and a Wren come into 3A. We've seen a couple schools go up into 3A schools. So, it, you know, we've seen some shifts there, but there's some really good footballers in 3A level, teams that could compete in 4A, maybe even 5A if we see what happens here. And it's all over the state, too. It is. Dillard out of Norman played great season last year. Yeah. Um, Dillon and Cameron have mm-hmm. been really, really good in the upper state league. You can't ask for more. Yeah. Out of a lot I, of I do want to make one note about Gilbert. Um, you know, obviously had a great season last year. Their quarterback actually transferred to Irmo this season, so that's a big loss for them. Isaiah Whitehead, that's going to be tough not having him there for Gilbert. But they built a, a solid program last year as well. They've been competitive and make some deep playoff runs, so hopefully they can overcome that. But we'll see. Um, so that wraps up 3A. Do want to give one more shout-out to our main sponsor here, the George Agency, georgeagency.net. If you guys need health insurance, life insurance, if you own a small business and need insurance for your company, give Bradley, Wayne, Richard, and the crew a call there. They will help you out. Actually, John, I signed up for life insurance through them in the past year. You know, this is – we're getting old. We're going to look at that type of stuff. I called Bradley said, hey, man, give me some rates. Send me some good rates. You know, he's like, hey, let's, I recommend this and this. If you can do this, you can save money, whatever. Maybe tons of great options. It's a super easy process. Those guys do a great job there at the, the George Agency. And like I said, we've got more new sponsors coming in next week. If you guys want to sponsor us, let us know. Send us an email. Give us a comment, whatever. Love to have your business on board with moving the change as we grow here in our fourth season. Uh, fourth season. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Nuts, man. Nuts here, say, say that we're in the fourth season. But like we said, tomorrow night we've got our 4A and 5A preview, the big boys. Uh, we may or may not be live for that one. Um, so if we want to respond to your comments, uh, us. We may go ahead and record it tonight. We'll see how that goes. But we'll try to be checking in, checking in. Actually, you know, maybe we can comment in the in the, in the chat or something like that with you if you want to. But we'll have that coming for you tomorrow. Our week zero preview coming for you on Tuesday with, as you've heard, some big matchups: Dutch Fork, Wren, Goose Creek, uh, Oceanside. Some some big matchups there that we're going to see in week zero that we'll I'm sure we'll pick along with you know a Chester Union County, a Spartanburg Gaffney, Burnsville, whatever. Lots of great ones to go over there uh, for Tuesday, but. We'll, we'll put out our, uh, be it five games, ten games, our, uh, our pick as well. Yep. So we can get that going, get a little more trash talk going on uh, 
on that basis too. He has some issues on that. But hey, hey, we'll be in it. We'll see if we know anything. We don't know. Probably not. We'll try. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I do appreciate appreciate all you guys tuning in on Facebook Live. You know, that's really where we do these shows. You know, we got a lot of viewers on or followers on Twitter. Move and change, same thing with Instagram, but Twitter, we're really just posting updates, scores, cancellations, whatever. This is where you get more of the content and the breakdowns here on Facebook. So make sure you like our video, like our page, share, tell your friends, retweet, whatever. We're going to post this on YouTube later tonight as well as on our podcast app, the audio-only version. So check us out on all of that in case you miss some of the show live or, or whatever it is. So love you guys for, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, for John Epps, I'm Kevin Thomas. John Epps, anything else you want to hit on before we head out here? I am really, really excited about Friday. Dude, really Friday is going to be great, man. Friday is going to be great. Uh, just a, a word to the wise, if you're looking to go on the game Friday, check to make sure you don't have to buy a ticket ahead of time. I've seen a couple schools in the upstate and lower state are going digital only all season. you got to buy it ahead of time. So make sure that you know what the process is before you show up at a game and can't get in. So be ready for that. I'm ready for Full Stadium. It's going to be a great season. Once again, for John Epps, Kevin Thomas, moving the chains. See you guys tomorrow night.